Welcome to Standout Life, a podcast dedicated to living boldly amongst the busyness. My name's Ali Hill, and as a psychologist, I love asking people questions. And I thought, what better way to do this than to get the people I admire into a studio to share their stories. This podcast is our corner of the world where all of us can dive deep into what it takes to live a standout life. Founder and creative director of global Swedish design and stationery business, Kiki K, Christina is the epitome of someone who had a dream and then did the work to turn it into a reality. While she has achieved global success with this brand, you'll hear from our conversation that Christina believes that she's only just starting and there's so much more to do. Aside from business growth, Christina is on a personal mission to inspire over 101 million people to write their own dreams on paper and set about bringing them to life. So passionate about the movement of dreams, Christina has written her book, Your Dream Life Starts Here, which is a practical guide to dreaming and bringing those dreams to life. We chat about the power of dreaming, the challenge of navigating people who may not be supportive of your dreams, we've all got those, and the grit that is required to do the work, even if obstacles come your way. After this conversation with Christina, I started putting pen to paper and whilst I've known this for many years, I realised that once again, there really is power in letting go of what we think we have to do and embracing the potential that really anything can happen. This is an insightful conversation with someone whose life reflects her work. Enjoy the chance to start dreaming with Christina Carlson. Christina, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, such a delight to be hanging out with you. And we're going to do a massive deep dive into dreams because I yes. think that's your your modus operandi. Yeah, <laughs> that's my passion. Way of operating. But yeah. I'd love to actually go back. You are someone who has been in business for many years now. Yes. Um, but even prior to that, you're someone who's known uncertainty. You've known what it's like to feel... Uh, like you're in a place where you're not sure what your contribution is, yeah. but you're here and you're living yes. um, and not sure where to go from here. Mm-hmm. You actually moved out to Australia yes. when you were 22. Can you describe or recall that time and what that, that experience was like for you to feel like you weren't really sure what you were going to do with your life. Yeah, you know, I recall that very well. Um, I was really kind of lost because um, when I came here, I was 22, so that's 23 years ago, and uh, internet didn't exist, believe it or not. It's hard for my kids and probably your kids. In that that time zone, the only way there was one phone call a week maybe. And And so expensive. So all my money went to to, uh, phone bills, uh, one plane trip home. My little brother was sick at the time, so I had to go home twice and – and I realised at the time that I I want to have some connection with Sweden because I'm thinking if this happens again, I want to be able to have the freedom to go home, and also not just have can, being able to afford it, but also to to take that time because when you work for someone else, you only have a certain amount of weeks that you can take off. And uh, as I thought, I have to have my own business one day. But um, basically, um, it came by out of frustration. And uh, for anyone who's listening, frustrations are sometimes really good because that's really. When when you are um, um, 
starting to look inwards and really uh, working out what you want to do in life. And um, and when you are happy and you are in the flow, uh, you don't have those. But when you actually are a bit unhappy and a bit frustrated, um, that's when all the... Um, the growth are and that's where you're all finding those kind of uh, moments and and um, someone told me Dr. Tara Trent told me that often your purpose is when you know you find something that's breaking your heart or you or you're not happy with something and that was really true for me so I was really at the time not I was whinging and complaining all the time and I was trying to work out what I was going to do and um, I tried quite a few things when I came to Australia so I uh, one of my passions was travel and um, and I worked in the travel industry um, as a tour guide in Europe and um, and always had it because I was we never traveled as kids so my one of my dreams was to travel the world so when I came here I thought travel is one of my passions why not work in a travel agency and I I I had no idea about that and English my second language so I basically just um, knocked on someone's office saying hey can I work here for free and um and um uh, help out and you know make coffees or whatever and um eventually they trained me and um uh, they started to pay me after a month and then um came to that and then I realized travel is great for your own but not for everyone else <laughs> you're booking it for everyone else you're actually sitting in a chair not going exactly, anywhere <laughs> exactly so I then um started to you know asking a lot of questions again being you know miss you know not so happy and um complaining and whinging and then one night at 3am I wrote I woke up my partner Paul I think for the fifth time saying what am I going to do with my life and he, I think, was a bit sick of me hearing, you know, sick of hearing that all the time. So he said, he turned on the light and he said, why don't we write down what is important to you? And on my list, which I call my 3am list, and we have a notebook now at Kiki K called 3am, um, I wrote down that I wanted to drive to work every day and loving it. This is all the things that was important to me at the time. So my kind of first dreaming on paper, I wanted to have a business on my own. I wanted to have a connection with Sweden. I wanted to work with Swedish design because that was one of my passions. And then I want to make $500 a week. And the $500 was based on phone bills, rent, food, you know, and a trip home. So, And that probably yeah. felt out, out of your grasp. Completely. Yeah, that was really pushing it, you yeah. know, dreaming big. So, um, so you'd wake in your <laughs> this was the fifth time. Yeah. So the four other times, what did he say? Oh, just no. He's probably trying to sleep. He's right. like, you, you know, get You'll over right. it. Kind of You'll thing. be yeah. right. Because yeah. that can be a response when, you know, even a friend or even internally ourselves, we go, well, what do I want from life? Mm. It can be, well, life's pretty good. Yeah. Just. Yeah, know, it's almost like his frustration at that fifth point yeah. was the, was the impetus to actually go. Okay, let's turn the light on. Yeah, <laughs> and write a list. Yeah, there's so much power in writing things down. I mean, I didn't know that at the time, but I know now, and I see it everywhere now. And obviously, that's one of my passions. Write my dreams down now, and dreams is dreaming is so powerful. Um, I really believe everything starts with a dream. You know, if you look at you know the all the amazing things like um, you know the aeroplanes and all you know the iPhone, that all started with you know crazy thoughts and dreams that no one thought was going to be possible and um and now it's all possible so um dreaming is where everything starts and that's where I'm going to focus because I think um I can really help because my Kiki K journeys and uh, and my you know travel journey as well started with dreaming and um I want to help people now um, um dream big and create their dream life 
And I know you've got some pretty big um, vision and passion on that. When you go back to that 3am and writing that that first list, did that feel like clarity when you could see it in black and white, those, those yeah, key well, things it felt, that were important to you? Yeah, well, it felt like clarity because um, I knew what I wanted, but it didn't mean that I it was clarity what I was going to do. So that took a little while mm-hmm. Um um, I often, you know, tell the story in a very short time, so I never really get the time to, to, to tell people that sometimes the frustrations and even if you clear, have, even if you're clear on what you want in life, to find what that means also take a bit of work. And um, I really do believe that you need to put some work into. Nothing is going to be so. I mean, sometimes it is if we're lucky to be served for us, and um, and. Uh, you can do that, but I think you have to actually, you have to do the work to kind of find out what you want to do. And that's frustrating and it's hard and it's, um, it's, um, it's not like, you know, it sounds so perfect, you know, 3M list and then I was kicky K, but that's not how it was. It was a lot of work and thinking and internally working out what I wanted to do. Yeah, and doing and research and thinking about it and trying a few different things to, to work out what it is. So so it's not um, it's not served on a silver platter, unfortunately. No, and I imagine like anything that's worth the pursuit is you go down certain paths and doors shut, or there's just a massive obstacle and you need to figure out how to get around that. Yeah. So there's a lot, uh, lot of audacity that needs to kind of come yeah. with that, and courage and fear, yeah, <laughs> all oh, of the yeah. rest. Yeah. Some of your background. So obviously you grew up in in Sweden. Yeah. It's your your kind of hometown. Yeah. What was yeah. your childhood like? Well, I grew up on a farm, so very privileged um, uh, childhood in terms of you know very lovely family, very supportive family, and um, very stable family. Um, so very very grateful for my upbringing. The only thing that really I felt that was missing in my life at the time was the the adventure of travel. But you know what you don't have is often what you don't you know what you want. You know my my seven year old girl. We were out horse riding on the, on my on the farm that I grew up on, and um, and uh, I was doing an Instagram post saying. All I wanted as a child was to travel and all Tiffany now who travels the world with us, um, all she wants is a horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit ironic, but, yes. um, you know, in a, in a nice way. But um, I grew up in a very um, lovely surrounding. And, what sort of farm yeah. was it? <clears throat> it was a dairy farm yeah. and we also had pigs and, you know, yeah. I was, um, you know, I did... I, able to horse ride and um you know it's very safe and calm um yeah. you know i love still name nature so it was really beautiful and then i started to work really early i um i always have this um drive to do things and i started to sell christmas book you know so kids in sweden we are have the opportunity to sell almost like mail order door to door so i started that and then i started a little supermarket and i found myself in a, in a restaurant at 13 and worked every weekend and loved it so and that got me money so I could travel and um and um um, the my passion for beautiful designs and so it kind of um it's been a really lovely journey and and um 
here I am now in yeah. um, in um, in a new journey, which is um, extraordinary. With them um, just releasing the book, and it's been unbelievable. I'm kind of a bit overwhelmed by it all. Yeah, and you're probably just at the start of this yes, journey, really. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Um, yeah, exciting to kind of come from that, and then in some ways, I imagine the tenacity of hard work. When you talk about dairy farms, like they're they're up at three a.m. You know, there's not a nine to five. There's not no. a you don't walk away from your and you job. Know, a lot of things you can't control as a farmer as well so you know the weather and and you know crops or animals or whatever it is um so no I certainly saw that in my parents that you know hard work is what is required and what did they what was their response or reaction when at the age of 22 you said I'm off to Australia (laughs) uh because I I traveled quite a bit before so when I finished school I never I'd never I didn't go to university so when I finished school I I um I spent a year in in the US and then I studied languages in Germany and I went to Austria for a ski season so I they were kind of used to that but I don't think that they um I don't think that they thought that I would stay in Australia you know I I was kind of when when I met my partner Paul in Austria and I said to my parents I'm just going to go to Australia for a year um I was a little bit over that life of um of uh, not having a home you know living out of suitcases and um constantly being on the road so I I think I was saying you know this is going to be my last trip not my last trip but in terms of my last one year um road trip and um and then I decided to stay <laughs> tell me about so you've written down this list um and have a bit of an idea one of those is actually that you want to get into your own business um mm-hmm. but also the combination of that Swedish design that obviously yeah. you love so much and also bringing some of your your homeland yeah um and who you are and your background into that what was the um the journey like from that list to opening your very first Kiki K store that was a long it was actually a long stint um it took me uh, I mean first I mean basically I started with yellow pages this is when the paper books were really thick and there was a couple of them in Melbourne <laughs> and um, I did S for stationery went to every printer every manufacturer every every paper business that I could could get into and I just loved it. I'm complete I'm a stationary freak by nature. And um, you know, growing up in Sweden we had quite a few amazing um stationary brands there back then and um uh, I was certainly inspired by wanting more of that and um I couldn't find anything um in um in Australia. And of course we do have so much now, but back then it was mm. basically news agents and you know the big um department stores and a couple of big box retailers. It wasn't anything inspiring in my view. And it certainly wasn't the niche um, component that no. it is now. Like it was just functional. Yeah, absolutely. It was all price driven and badly designed in my view. And uh, when I was, because I was, um, when I started a business, I was waitressing, I was working breakfast shifts in the morning and, you know, hosting at, um, at a casino at night. I did whatever, you know, just to support myself. And um, when I told my um, friends and colleagues, they thought I was starting a news agent or something like that. So they couldn't really get what I was, um, what I envisaged. And um, so it took me a long time. Um, you know, I had no money. So, you know, I, I um, 
uh, open a store is expensive and uh, I didn't know how to do that. So I was trying to work out and then I started to design some products, sell it and and uh, sell it to friends to start with just to work out if they liked it, if they would pay the money for it. And then I started to wholesale into other stores and I went to see all the magazine editors to show them what they, well, you know, what did I think? And then I started to get publicity and then... In the end, I couldn't really work out how I was going to open the stores. And it was actually, there was um, there was a friend who said, are you just going to talk about opening a store? Um, you know, talking about negative people uh, or are you going to do it? Which triggered me even more. I need to find a way. But in the end, uh, you know, it was hard for me to even get a credit card in this country, um, not having um, any background and no, no um, citizenship and um, only a working holiday visa. And, um, and then I... Um, came up with um, the only option of convincing Paul to sell his house. And that How did co- that conversation <laughs> go? <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't remember. But, of course, you know, this was um, a, a long um, thought. But, um, you know, Paul was also very inspired. I mean, he's really the co-founder and everything that we do, even, you know, the book now, uh, we've done that together. It's, it's a lot of my tools. But he takes, you know, I have the big ideas and he... He makes the ideas even better um, with all his detailed thinking and his creative way of doing things. So um, I think it took him a little while to get around. And I think even, you know, he had friends that thought it was crazy that, you know, girlfriend from Sweden happened to convince him to sell the house to open the stores. And this is also when 9-11 just happened in New York. So, of course, that was a really uncertain time for all of us. And um we had a department store in Melbourne's closing, Daimaru, Japanese one, and um, retail was tough. I mean, it's always been tough. Yeah. I've never heard someone says, now it's great in retail. It's always challenges, yeah. you know, high rents and and difficult for all retailers. So yeah. um, it was certainly a challenge, but um, um, it was amazing. I mean, I never, ever forget when we opened the first store, someone ran in and um, spent $200 and I thought, yay, we made it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but then we had a few that didn't spend any. So, of course, um, that's um, ups and downs in, in business. So, And sometimes when when it's stacked against you like that, you you just have to. There's an extra layer of grit yeah. that almost you find. Did, yeah. you, did you find you know, that? And also the startup. I mean, yeah, I, I meet so many people now who ask about starting a business and in some ways it's amazing to open with no money and um, and um, you have to use your creativity and you have to really think about what you can do with all you have and um, and being forced to think about that creates some amazing creativity in businesses and um, it's hard but it's also super exciting and um, and sometimes you know when I started I was like how do people, you know, spend so much money on marketing and all that kind of stuff, advertising? And, and of course, um, you know, there comes to a stage when you have to do all that because you can't sustain that, you know, startup phase for a yeah, long time. There's because, only so many yeah. pamphlets you can spend your Saturday handing out. <laughs> exactly. And also, also, it's easy to burn yourself out in the, in the startup phase and you see that all the time. But um, luckily I didn't do that. Was there a point in those early years where you realised that it's now got traction? Like it's, it's, it is a brand that is starting to be recognised. Yeah, but you know what? Having, having a business similar to having kids, in my view, um, you know, you, you, you all of a sudden have a baby and then you don't really know what to do with that baby and you somehow work it out and all of a sudden they are, you know, 5, 10 and then they're a teenager. <laughs> and if you had a teenager to start with, you, um, 
you wouldn't know what to do with that. Yes. Um, yeah, but, yeah. You, know, you, you kind need of those 13 years yeah. to learn. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. And I, I think it's very similar to business. And I feel, you know, we still have so many challenges and we still have, in different ways, of course, you know, a challenge in a startup is very different to a, more of a business being around for a long time. Yeah. But I never felt like, wow, I made it. I always feel there's so much more we can do. There's so many more lives we can impact and there's so much more we can do. You know, I, ha- I, put, I had a big vision to to um, um, create a world-class business, first of all, which was hard when you've never ever been mm. in retail and, and to um, to have something kicky cane every stylist life. That was one of our visions. And, and now it is to um, inspire 101 million people to um, write down their um, dreams and, and make them happen. So... Um, it's um, it's a journey, and I never feel you know I never really feel like wow I made it. You, a lot of people see that from the outside, but I always feel we have so much to do. And in some ways, I feel like we're just getting started because it's a new phase and it's a new you know with um, everything that's happening in the world in terms of all the businesses that are um, doing new interesting things. You know that's um, that's something else and um, something we have to to adapt to. So it's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. And the audacity to keep setting those, yeah. those big goals yeah. and the ones that um, almost feel unattainable. Yeah. So what might look like, as you say, success on the outside, yeah. on the inside, it's not that it's not. It's actually going, well, yeah, but there's a bigger vision here. Yeah, <laughs> there's absolutely. now another, yeah, absolutely. another yeah. thing that yeah. we're chasing yeah. and, and that drive. Yeah. And I think we all, have, you know, I look at other businesses always think that they have it all together and um, then I speak to them and they're like, oh, it looks like you have everything together. So it's like <laughs> I think we're always looking at people being so, it looks so good, but there's always a challenge on the inside of, and that's with everything, of course. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm part of my passion and part of even the podcast is for, for people to realise that, we actually don't have it together and no one really does. Yeah. Um, and there are things that we can learn along the way and we can help each other out with. Yeah. But a big part of it is just getting and, and, and do have it. a go. Yeah, yeah you know what, I was speaking actually um, um, a lot about that today when I was um, visiting one of our stores here and um, there is a really good quote and I don't know who, who said it, but it's um, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And I think sometimes we think that you have to be perfect or you have to have all the knowledge. And and the reality is that there is always something to learn. There's always another step to take. So the the most important is just to start with something. And that often gives you, you know, the traction to keep going to the next thing. And then all of a sudden you become great. Um, so um, um, that's a great yeah. quote. Yeah, I love it's it. really good, yeah. and I, I think so many people today resonated with that because um, a lot of people that I meet want to start their business. They're inspired by the Kiki K story, and um, and they think that you have to have like five degrees or you know, know everything about if it's retail or whatever it is, and um, and you don't. You have to, you can learn on the way. Yeah, and as you said, the challenges of a startup are very different to a business that's been around for fifteen plus yeah. years. Um, but you you get used to those challenges, yeah, by having done it and yeah. been been through it. Yeah, what are some of the challenges that you you face with, I guess, an international brand like Kiki Oh, there's a million challenges. I think the the the, the biggest challenge now is to um, 
to evolve and and do new things and and uh, you know never be. I mean, I don't think that's a challenge because it's also a massive opportunity. But you know, uh, the dream that I have to inspire 101 million people. I feel. I mean, I couldn't even say that when we came up with it because um, I'm like, how are we going to do this? And um, and then I was in Adelaide um, last weekend and I shared it in our store. I did a little talk and. Um, there was a guy and he said to me, do you know how many people live in this world? And I said, oh, yeah, roughly. And he said, well, your dream is too small. <laughs> so I was like, oh, everything is relative, of course. And then I was thinking, yeah, why not? And um, Terry Trent, <clears throat> who um, we are giving a US dollar per book sold to her foundation. And um, she has 11 schools in Zimbabwe. And she told me when I met her, and because I, I have a dream to sell a million copies of my book, which I couldn't even say loud for a long time because I think that is just silly because I have I'm not an author and I've never written a book before and those people you know to sell a million copies is you know the Ariana Huffington the Sheryl yes. Sandberg those kind of people who who um, managed to do that and you, we look at them as being the pros but of course they also are humans and mm-hmm. started somewhere but um, when um uh, so one of my dreams is then to, to sell a million copies so I can give a million dollars to her and that drives me in a different way um, mm. to sell a lot of books. But um, what was the question again? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was how those challenges in, in business really change. But I think um, coming back to that dream yeah. around uh, 101 million people writing down their dreams, yeah. where, where did that come from? Well, it came about... So I, I spend a lot. Of, I have spent a lot of time speaking to people um, about the power of dreaming and also, you know, the startup story. And I get invited to speak a lot of different places. And every single time I meet people who do not live their dream life, and they always come up, "Where do I start?" and you know, "How do I do this?" and um, and in the beginning, you know, I was like sharing, "Let's have a coffee." And of course, when you the more talks you do the more people you get to meet and I like everyone else have 24 hours and I can't have coffees with everyone I meet unfortunately uh so I felt like I needed to to reach people um without having to do it individually so book was a natural Mm. thing for that um but it wasn't a really it wasn't really I mean it has come up and you have um, have had publishers asking more about the Kiki K journey, but I wasn't. I feel like I'm right in the middle of the journey. I'm not ready to share the Kiki K journey because it's still like, doing it. Still doing it um, yeah. in many ways. So I feel like we're just getting started. <laughs> but um, I actually went. It was one day in um, in. I was living in Sweden, so we took uh, eighteen months living in Sweden last year, and um, and um, I came home from London, and I basically. I spent a lot of time traveling that year and I came home and I had to prepare something for the designers to to look at the new ranges coming uh, going forward and I just felt like I said to Paul I don't I don't actually have any exciting ideas which is really unusual because normally more ideas than we possibly ever can do so I felt like I was really, you know, tired and, you know, jet lag all the time. And, yeah. and um, so I said, Paul, I need to go away with my journal and think and come up with some new ideas. And it was the last thing I wanted because I'd just been traveling and came home and going to another, it was, I didn't want to fly anywhere. So I just went to um, a little neighbor town in my little town in Sweden and um booked into a spa hotel so I can do a lot of meditation and yoga and do, you know, spa treatments, etc. 
And the first 24 hours, I was like, I just want to go home. I just want to see the kids. I just want to, I did not want to be there. Um, and um, and the second day, I was like, I need to come up with some like, uh, ideas. And um, and eventually, I came up with the structure of the book and first the idea of the book and then what I was going to put into it. And then um, I um, wanted to um, to uh, reach um, a lot of people. So obviously, that became the book. And then I started a podcast and um and um, um, now we set that um, big dream to inspire 101 million people. And it was basically because I do a 101 dreams exercise and then we were thinking we need to put a really big dream out there to have something to really work towards. That would make a difference in people's life. And um, The irony of writing a book about dreaming is that you have to yes, have a pretty audacious yeah, dream as well, yeah. right? But, you know, I'm a dreamer. I have big dreams. And, and once you realise that dreams are just dreams, like you can... You don't have to do anything. Like dreams are free, so you can do it anytime and anywhere. You can do it as young, old, well, unwell. Everyone can dream. But it doesn't mean you have to make all the dreams come true. You can. There is a process in the book how, how to go about choosing the right dreams and, you know, really looking at what you value. But the fun thing is that when you start dreaming, the more dreams will come. And, um, you know, I, I often share my dreams and I always ask when I'm in stores and if I do talks to, to share their dreams. And I get inspired by them. So at first, you, you, when you share your dream, you're putting it out there for yourself, but also for other people. And they, um, they can sometimes help you, but they also be inspired by your dreams. So it's endless when you, what you can do with dreams. And that's what makes it so exciting. What do you think holds people back then? If, there, if there's some great qualities about doing it, not only that you might achieve it, but also <clears throat> even if you don't, along the way, you're yeah. going to connect with people. What holds people back from dreaming? So I think, this is my theory, I'm not sure if this is mm. right, of course, but um, a lot of us look at goals. So, uh, so for example, if I ask you what your goals is for the next three years, whatever, you will look at where you are today and then maybe push yourself a little bit. You know, you might want to grow your business or grow your audience or whatever it is. Uh, and you look at where you are today. With dreaming, I I like to remove all that and ask a few questions. So what would you do if you couldn't fail? Because uh, a lot of us are scared of the failure side and especially with starting a business. Most small businesses fail, so it's a very natural thing that we think about. But what would you do if you couldn't fail and if you had all the resources, the knowledge, the money you needed and no one told you you couldn't do it, what would you do? And that often removes the restrictions of the everyday um, because, you know, some of us might have kids and can't even think about doing something for you uh, if you're really busy. So it really removes um, your restrictions and then it opens up to your heart. And, um, and often, you know, when I do, one um, you know, dreaming in my business, I think about, I mean, all the stuff that we can't afford and all the, you know, all the difficult places, you know, I want to open in New York and I know that's going to be really hard, but when you're dreaming, you can do about anything. So I think that's one of the reasons why we're holding us back because we, we are, first, we're not really taught what I know in schools, we're not taught to dream. It's more about what's realistic and, and some parents are putting, um, pressure on them, um, you know, you know, going to a really good school. And then of course, in expensive school, you need to support that. So you get a, you know, a job that makes, you know, good money. And then you might have a family. So you kind of get into these things where I can't get out of this. And, um, and, um, the dreaming part is just so powerful in that because then you can just remove yourself from reality for a moment and just say, well, if I couldn't fail, what would I do? 
And then um, from there, you um, look at your values and you look at your you, what you want your purpose to be. And I, do, I have a lot of exercises for that just to really get to that because that's that's required a bit of work. And um, and for anyone listening, that's 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 reality. Like you, most of us who come up with ideas, it's not just once. It's you need to do a bit of work to find out what that is. Yeah, that's. I imagine the the soul searching and. Yeah. Um, you know, the activities to actually step you through it is, is really powerful because yeah. I think uh, often if, you know, you sit down and go, well, what are my values? We just don't have the language. We no. know it when we see it and we know it when it presses our buttons yeah. when something comes up against yeah. us, but we don't often have the language to describe that. No, and also we are so inspi- inspired by other people's values. You know, when I ask people's values, they often say things that you know, they think they should say, you know, like peace in the world or, you know, all those kind of things that, that we all want, but maybe that's not what we should start. Maybe by finding our really true values is doing something that we really feel passionate about and really feel is meaningful for us. And often that then has a ripple effect of people around you and and um, and is world changing in a in a you know in maybe in a small way, yep. but uh, I really think that's um, life is so short. Even if we do get to live a long life, life is short, and I I find it way too sad to to hear people not living their dream life. Um, but of course, a dream life is not perfect in any ways. It's very important to say that because my dream life, I'm living my, I li- really am living my dreams, but it's far from perfect. And uh, the bigger dreams you have, the more challenges and more things you have to deal with. But um, I also have a thing uh, where I where I look at discomfort. So if I know that I could live a fuller life in terms of all the things that I could achieve or do, um that's discomfort if I know if I'm not doing anything and if I'm doing something about it then I will also step out of the discomfort when being out of my comfort zone and I just have to choose which which comfort zone do you out of comfort zone do you want to be in knowing that you could do more but staying where you are or really dream big and really go out of your comfort zone and be discomfort there. So you just have to decide which one you want to do. Which part of the, yeah. which, which one of those discomforts do I want to be a part yeah. of? Because you touched on before, sometimes people, you know, that challenge to dream is that fear of failure. But what if I put it out there and I kind of stuff it up along the way? Mm. And in some ways your own story, I mean, you were sort of saying as well, it sounds like a red list and then Kiki K became an international brand and it's not. Um, but but there's whilst there's a correlation, there's a lot of stories and hard work yeah, um, and probably tears along the way. Have you had dreams that have failed? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I don't know about failed because when I say fail, I also believe that there is no such a thing as failure because if you, if you do fail, um, uh, there is so much learnings. And I really do believe there's a 50-50 in everything, positive and a negative in everything. Mm-hmm. So if you do fail in terms of not reaching your dreams, there's a positive in that and there's a negative in that. So I I don't believe in failure as such. Um, and even people who are, are you know, uh, failing their businesses, they're sometimes really positive in that because it might not be the right dream or it might be moving you into something else. And and there's always a learning. You, you know, I think, um, I think there was a guy that I met um, at a speaking thing who he was a speaker. I can't think of who what his name was, but he said that um, if you haven't failed, you haven't really tried hard enough. And um, and um, I think that's, uh, you know, a reality. And 
when I say I don't feel like I have a dream that hasn't failed, there's been so much failure in the business, of course. You know, I feel like we do that every day it is, and it never stops. Um, there's so many things that we could do better. Um, and But that's part of it. And, and I um, think that's powerful to remember. I think it's probably not a person listening who, if they think back, there's something that didn't quite turn out the way that they wanted yeah. it to. But you learn a lot either about yourself, how strong you are, yeah. how much you can face. Yeah. Um, and I live that every day. I mean, I live that every day because, you know, now I have kids and, you know, I travel so much. And then there's like you're always torn between the two. And one minute you want to be, you know, the best parents and then you want to help people create their dream life. And there's a positive and negative in both of them. Those um, because if I if I am with my kids all the time, then I wouldn't be able to do my dreams in creating um, or helping people create their dream lives. And if I um, if I was doing that all the time, I wouldn't be with my kids. So you know you have to find a balance, and the balance are different for everyone. So the most important thing is to find what is right for you. And um, I'm sure you've heard of um, probably where the, you know, the seven regrets or five, or I can't remember what the title of the book is, but, you know, the biggest regrets of people dying is that they didn't live a life true to themselves. And I think that's such a good lesson to to take on sooner rather than later to yeah. really find what is true for you. And it doesn't mean you have to start a business or or travel the world. Sometimes it's just really to take a year off or... Um, An afternoon uh, off yeah, exactly. <laughs> would be fine. I know. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, it's funny, I was speaking to someone today that I tried not to use the word busy because it's all in our head. I mean, it's it's real for a lot of us that busyness is taking over. But it's it's so important not to... to um, go with that business and why say that you're so busy because then you create business in your head as well. So I'll try not to use it, but I'm, again, not perfect. So, of course, that happens as well. There's a lot on our plate yeah. in a very full life, yeah. but it's a, it is a challenge to kind of combat that. Yeah. When And even that... Um, because I, you know, I love that concept of dreaming and, and even the way that you say it is it requires work, it requires some self-reflection, it requires your ability to kind of assess what, yeah. what, what your heart I, yeah. what is interested in. And I think a lot of us want to do that, but don't often craft the time to yeah. do it. Or we'll say, well, I'll, get, I'll do that Christmas holidays when I've got some time off. And yeah. then, of course, it's busy and, and it yeah. doesn't quite happen or you're tired and, and exhausted. Um and you don't get round to it. What are, do you have any, I guess, strategies either for yourself or ways that you've suggested for other people and how they can carve out time and how important is that even in amongst the busyness of yeah. life to actually do the dreaming? Yeah, I meet so many people saying that they don't have the time. And um, I, I see so many people spending so much time on the phone and I'm not saying I'm perfect because I do that sometimes, of course, as well. But we all choose our 24 hours and um, sometimes we, there are things that we have to do. But if you do find yourself uh, having time for, for the social, social media platforms, um, then we do have time. But for me, um, I've learned that this, is a, this has been a journey for me. So I wasn't perfect at that because I was working a lot as well. But I, um, I decided that um, mornings, uh, morning, a morning ritual really helps me. Um, I have uh, what I call my holy hour and I don't do this every single day. So I want to make sure that no one thinks that this is uh, unrealistic for them because you have to find what is right for you. But I'm a, I'm a, I go to bed early. I, um, I like my mornings. So that drives me to go to bed early and then go get up early. So I have an hour in the morning where I, I call it my holy hour. It's before the kids are up. 
And I spend time to look at my dreams, I reflect, I journal, I learn something and I meditate. And um, that took me a while to get to. So I didn't start that, you know, 25 years ago and it was all perfect. It's a, it's, a, it's been a journey and I've been inspired by so many different people in my life. And I've come to my morning ritual is something that makes a difference. So so when I tell people that, a lot of people say that they don't have time in the morning and um, and, we don't, and, not, and not everyone does, but um, you can find an hour anywhere. Like we all have 24 hours and we just have to decide if that's what is important to you. And, um, and for me, that's really important. I'm very, I call it selfish, but it's really about self-care for me. Um, people ask me all the time how I managed to do everything and not burn out. And, and the reflection, uh, you know, the journaling that I do in the morning to get things out of my system. Uh, I never really sit with my issues. I write about them and I, I could write about the same issue on until I feel like it's it's resolved and sometimes I can take weeks. But I really find that having that time in the morning to reflect and to think and to learn and to write um, has been vital for me. And so it's you, almost critical. Like yeah, well, if you take... So, so you have to decide what's important. So if you really want to create your dreams, you actually have to do the work to make them happen. And um, if that is important enough for you, you will find the time. But sometimes it takes a little while to work out what that means for you so sometimes you have to have a few years of struggle and and trying to work it out and often out of frustration a solution will come but it um it takes a bit of time to to do all that and i i, I also think um and i know i've spoken to people about is actually experiment with it yeah so if the morning is sounds like it might be you then do it for two weeks yeah and see and yeah. see what your time is like and Absolutely. if that doesn't work do it in an afternoon yeah. or try it or just evening. before you go to bed yeah. or whatever it is yeah. um I'm very much like you I'd much prefer to go to bed early yeah. mornings are amazing that's yeah. my sacred time and I have friends who they get up and they work and they yeah. go well I you know that's when I rip into the most you know hardest part of my day and then it's yeah. off my plate and yeah. I feel better I've tried that and I am frustrated by nine o'clock if I start working because I feel like I've been at it for hours and I haven't done anything for me. So that, you know, so getting up to work doesn't work for me, but I only know that through giving it a go. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you have to do that. Like sometimes you have to work, maybe you're on a deadline and something you get a lot done in the morning. So so I do that too. So sometimes, you know, I get up and I start my day by working, but it but my my I know that the best day for me is to start, you know, being working on me and then I'll I after because I try to get up at five, um, only if I had a good night's sleep. So there could be periods in my life where I don't do that. But um if I live a normal, my perfect life, I uh, and of course perfect is never perfect, but if I can choose then I would do that and then exercise between six and seven. And by the time I get home, I just feel like I I could take on the world because I had the time for me. I had a bit of exercise and sometimes the exercise can just be, you know, really slow walk, doesn't have to be going to the gym and go crazy. So um, you just have to find what is right for you. And um, and that it takes work to do that, to find out what is right. So there's no um, magic formula. You have to do the work to find out what is right for you. But it's worth it. It kind of repays back to you. And that's what I love yeah. about that that concept of dreaming. Yeah. I, I actually share, I just want to share this too, because um, um, 
Ariana, I, I have a few stories in my book and Ariana Huffington is, um, I'm, I'm writing about her and she says something, you are in charge of the clicker in terms of their, you know, remote control. And if you don't like what you're saying, you know, change the clicker and um, such a good simple message but of course not as simple to do but um, I think some of us um, forget that we are in charge of our own life and um, and that's sometimes hard to hear because they might think that they are born into a specific family or a specific way of doing things but at the end of the day at the end of our lives we are the only one who have been able to control it like even though if it's hard to break out of certain patterns or routines or expectations or whatever that is in the end of the day I think if we don't if we want to live a full life and the life that is right uh, for us we we have to do all that and we have to to find what is right for us and sometimes that is breaking patterns from family or expectations and and uh, of course that's not easy but it's in the end of the day it's our choice and it comes back to that Bronnie Ware kind of quote of actually living your life Mm. in a way that matters to you but I want to touch on that because we can have these times to actually sit down and go what are my dreams what do I value what's important to me and when you dream they're 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 audacious and like some of yours that you've shared they're big bold dreams and it can be scary to put a voice outside um, to that dream when we do that sometimes people around us can actually pull us down sometimes those people are even our closest friends and they think they don't they're not seeing it as pulling it down but feel like they're trying to protect us it's Mm -hmm. almost coming from a place of love in some ways that I'll point out every reason why this won't work and I'll protect you yeah um how how they show we, their fears yes yeah yeah and it can be that right yeah. that I'm scared for you but I'm actually scared for me and yeah. how about and if you move ahead with that goal maybe you and I our relationship will be different mm-hmm. or you know often we don't have the language to just describe that but that's what sits behind it mm-hmm. how do we combat that if we actually face that with the people around us yeah I mean there is no one formula for that of course because everyone's situation is different but for me I I decided, I mean, I mean, I feel like my life is, is mine and I feel like I, it's up to me to make this happen. And sometimes you have to make decisions to remove yourself from negative people. And, but I feel you can do that. I mean, it's difficult if you have a parent or a partner doing that, because then, of course, that's a different thing. But you can choose to spend less time. And if it's a partner, you can then decide if that partner is right for you. But if it's a parent, it's difficult. But you can you can choose to spend different um, different ways of of um, time with them. So so for me, I decided that I only want to spend. And this, of course, is not per- perfect. And you cannot only do it. But for me, I wanted to only have friends that are inspiring. And these are people who dream big because I know how influential friends are. And if I spend time um, with people who are dreaming big, I will automatically dream bigger. And if I spend time with people, because health is really important to me, if I spend time with healthy friends, I will be more likely to be healthy. So that's just a choice you have to make. And it's not an easy, it's similar to everything else that you have to do in life. You have to make a decision. Um, is it worth doing this? Uh, and is it really important to you? And for me, that's been super important. 
I still have friends that are, you know, friends that might not be as inspiring, but I might not spend as much time, but they still really mean a lot to me, but I might just spend less time with them and really be actively involved in the people that you are inspired by. And sometimes you might not have inspiring friends uh, or people who are dreaming similar to you. So I encourage people then to find people who are like that. So that could be, you know, by joining a network or industry network or or go to seminars if you're interested in, in a certain topic. So for me, in the early days, that was all about business. So I went to see every person speaking about business and personal development because I needed to be motivated. So you can find um, not just the speaker itself, but also the people who go there are inspirational. But for me also, I decided a few years ago that I probably didn't spend enough time with my friends because I, I worked a lot and then I spent a lot of time with myself and because that was important to me and also my family, of course, is very important. So I came a few years ago thinking I need to um, I need to have spend more time with my friends and because I'm such a lover of reading, I decided to combine it. So I started a book group and uh, I decided that I wouldn't just take any friends that was around me because I have so many lovely friends, but I wanted friends that really love reading personal development books or business books or biographies. And um, I just decided to choose them and say, hey, do you want to be part of this? And these have been people that I have met on aeroplanes or um, uh, seminars. And it's not really um, all my, you know, my natural friends that has just become friends because mm. of a certain reason. So um, you can do all these things. But of course, that also requires a bit of work and a bit of thinking and um, deciding what is right for you. But I think it comes back to, and I've definitely had conversations with people who have said, oh, I wish I was, I wish there was a just a group that supported you around this. So I wish there was a group. I'm like, go and find them yeah, because they're there. Yeah. Go and go and handpick. And yeah. I love that way of saying even with, for a book club, absolutely. I actually just picked up the phone. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> said, hey, let's and you do know, this. it's um, I uh, because I just came from a store before I came here. I uh, we do workshops in our stores, and I get so much feedback. Because those people who come to the workshops, they are there for an, a reason. And all the other people who are coming there are there for a reason. And then all of a sudden they become friends and support networks. So so sometimes you just have to do go things somewhere. alone and yeah. find some, some other people who have the same interests. So if that's in music, you go to something that is with music and and you know art or whatever it is and exercise or you know I love I love um, traveling with my, one of my friends Rebecca who um, is one of my healthy friends and when I travel with her all of a sudden I have booked a PT because she's done that and things that are really inspiring in the yeah. health um, side of my life so surrounding yourself with people who who are inspiring in the field that you want to be inspired by is super super powerful. I want to come back to obviously your your current audacious goal that's driving um, not only the book and yeah. conversations around the book, but how you're going to spread that around around the world, the 101 million people to write down their dreams. So obviously there's going to be people listening to this podcast. Yes. What's your call out to them? Well, um, we are we are when I set that dream we didn't have we don't have the platform ready to go but we you know people can go and register their dreams on our facebook page so we can um start tracking it and also for the people to 
to write it down for themselves, but also sharing it with others. But my my dream is to have a platform where where people can share uh, their dreams and um, and then also getting support for that because there might be people who are dreaming the same things and then they can support each other or there might be someone who's already done it. But my my uh, um, my absolute best tips would be um, to um, to uh, do all the work in the book. So not just read the book. I'm one of those people who consume a lot of books but not always doing the work and um and uh, this book that I've just done is um, is divided up uh, in chapters and there's exercises for each chapter. And so we've done a journal to go with it as well. And I think that makes all the difference. And I really wanted to do a book that wasn't just reading and then you highlight a few things and then you forget about it because we I do that a lot. Uh, so I wanted to have actions on each thing. And um, and. So far, we've got so much amazing feedback, but um, there will be, of course, people who will be struggling with that. And then we do workshops around that as well so we can help people. And then obviously I've done a podcast as well. And I invite a lot of people who are living their dream life so you can be inspired. But I think in whatever people decide to do with their dreams, it's important to find what is inspiring for you. So for me, that is to listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts every morning. I I read so many books and I always seek out inspiring people. So if I don't know them, I'll see them or do an online course or whatever. So always find things that are inspiring for you. So that could be different things for each person, of course. But um, but keeping inspired is because we all even if we do a course sometimes you have dips and you have uh, days where you don't want to do it and then you just have to find what is it that I need to do to get back on that how do you because you're about to obviously step in you keep saying I feel like we're only just starting (laughs) um and and you're right like you can step into something amazing but it's also busy so how are you going to look after yourself in the next six months Oh, I I am very much into my self-care. So in between, you know, of course, everyone looks at Instagram and social media and see the life that I'm living and um, think that my life is perfect. But of course, I don't always post when I have a complete day in my pyjamas with... Um, my, without my phone. Um, so I have a thing where I um, I try not to book anything on Sundays. It's, uh, well, in, in the book, actually, I have to create your perfect day. And when I say perfect day, it's what your ideal day would look like. And um, Sundays is my ideal day, which means nothing. Uh, so n- nothing in, in the calendar doesn't mean I don't do anything because it depends on how I feel on the day but it's a day when there is no must uh, so for me I wake up still early I often go for a walk and um, and then I just sit at home read like for me my perfect day is books family good food candles a fire if it's cold very simple that would be some of the listeners here, the worst nightmare, the most boring day <laughs> in the whole world. Uh, so I get that. Um, but whatever that is, um, you know, people can um, design their own days. And um, and some people, uh, when I started telling people about the book and I said that and they said, well, it's easy for you to say because you have your own business, but we all have a weekend or we all have some days off. So you can start with those. And then you can start thinking about, you know, if, what would my perfect Monday look like? And and when you dream about your perfect Monday, that might take you a couple of years to get that, but it is all possible, but you just have to do the work again. <laughs> yeah, and how that. do I engineer that? How exactly. do I actually? Yeah. And, you know, there are days, of course, the Sundays where, you know, there's birth, kids' birthday parties and there are, you know, sports or whatever. So 
my Sundays are not always perfect, but when I travel, I try to not book in. Actually, tomorrow I have booked something in because I really wanted to um, to do a, a book signing in a Brisbane store, so I decided to do that. But normally my Sundays will be completely um, with you know in a hotel room if I'm travelling with a book or five, if I could. Yeah. <laughs> and when you've got that clarity, when you've written that down, then that, that almost becomes your default yeah. that you come back to. Yeah, and also something that I really want. Like you... you I I love giving and I love, um, you know, being out and about and I'm very social when I'm out and about. But to do all that, I have to look after myself. So um, so for me, that's the morning holy hour as much as I possibly can, depending on sleep. So sometimes jet lag and different time zones and stuff doesn't allow, allow that. But um, but my Sunday is pretty, pretty constant. And um, we also have a rules if I'm home because I live... With my business partner, we have a rule that we never talk work on Sundays. And of course, that doesn't always happen, but uh, it's um, it's a rule that we have. And, um, and I don't even want to think about someone saying, look at that beautiful color, because I don't even want to think about anything. I just wanted to <laughs> do what I love. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. All of it can touch yeah. into into work. Well, look, there's exciting times ahead, and congratulations on the book. Like Thank getting you. a book out, so we get one thing to get an idea. It's a whole other thing to follow that journey, yeah. and then it's a whole other thing to actually market it and yeah. get it out there oh, in the absolutely. world. Absolutely, yeah. So um, that's huge, and yeah. we'll put all the links, obviously, to where people can put their dreams onto mm-hmm. the Facebook page, and also listen to your podcast, which yeah. I've listened to a few. It's yeah. amazing, yeah, um, and some incredible people that uh, yeah. that you sit down. You with. know, that was one of my that was one of my biggest challenges this year was to start a podcast because I I am fine to be interviewed because I'll just answer what comes naturally but actually interviewing other people I find that really challenging and uh, and uh, for the first time I think I realized what anxiety really means because sometimes I was like I can't do this and then um I decided that I'm just going to start and um and I didn't I decided I didn't have to be great I just had to start and and um, one of my friends who has podcasts, she said, oh, it takes about 10 episodes and then you'll be fine. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do that. Get so, my turn yeah. and get to there. It's yeah. an art. Yeah. It's an absolute yeah. art. And, yeah. and it's something I've the same, very similar, just gone down the path of going, okay, this is actually something I need to learn and understand. Yeah. And when you hear one that's great, what was it great about it? And really diving, yeah. dissecting it. It's amazing. Yeah. And also what, you know, I am, um, you know, your podcast is amazing and so many people do so many great podcast but what you think is great it's not always something you could do yourself so it takes a little while uh, but I decided to uh, you know process progress not perfection and uh, I I've tried to do that a lot in work at work as well because um, if you have to be perfect you know there is no such a thing you have starting points you just have to start have to start to be you have to start to be great so yeah, that's what I've done. <laughs> I want to come full circle. So the name of the podcast is called Standout Life. When yeah. you hear that term, what does it mean to you to live a standout life? I think that is a life that is true to you. So your dream life, not anyone else's. And it requires work, but it's worth it. Absolutely. <laughs> it's been such a delight to sit down with you and unpack what it means to to dream and to mm-hmm. live a dream life and a uh, hundred and one million people. I don't think that sounds like enough either. <laughs> I think we can get put an extra zero on that eventually. Yeah. But yeah, let's start with that. Thank yeah. you so much, Christina. No, thank you so much. And and thank you to all that you do for everyone in the world to inspire them to live their dream life yeah, in the way you do it. So you're doing some amazing work and um, 
I am excited to continue listening to your web uh, podcast <laughs> and I'm very grateful to be having a little part of this. So thank you. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then there's every chance that you might also enjoy reading a copy of my book called Stand Out, a real world guide to get clear, find purpose and become the boss of busy. You can grab a copy by heading to my website, www.alisonhill.com.au. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd love it if you could take a few moments, pop over to iTunes and give this podcast a quick rating so that we can continue to share these conversations with people around the world. As always, I'm Ali Hill and this is Standout Life.